Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question, Biblical Question. Today we're going to talk about uh, you, looking like Jesus. Excuse me, you look like Jesus. Has anybody ever said that to you? I think that would be a great honor if somebody would say that to me. One Sunday morning, as a family was driving home from church, the little girl turned to their mother in the car and said, Mommy, there's something about the preacher's message this morning that I don't understand. The mother asked, well, what was that? And the little girl replied, well, the preacher said that God is bigger than we are. He said God is so big that he could hold the whole world in his hand. Is that true? When the mother replied, said, well, yes, sweetheart, I think that's true. But Mommy, she said, the preacher said that God comes and lives inside of our hearts when, when we accept the gospel message. And Is that true? Again, the mother said, well, I think that's true, what the preacher had to say. Then with this puzzled look on her face, the little girl asked and says, if God is bigger than us and he lives in us, wouldn't he show right through us? You see, folks, that, that's the whole point. If we're going to claim to be Christian, when people see us, Jesus should show right through us. That would be in our homes, our workplace, our community, our classrooms, basically in every aspect of our lives. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And listen to the words given here by the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And this is from the NIV. And we, who with unveiled faces, all reflect the Lord's glory, and being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, I, I want to call attention to two ideas mentioned in this verse. The first one is, we who are Christian are supposed to reflect Jesus. In other words, when people see us, they should be able to see Jesus in us. And everything we thing that we do and everything that we say should we reflect Christ. And the second one is, with each passing day, we should be more and more transformed to be like Jesus. And again, to be extremely clear, it is that everything that we do and everything that we say. So let me ask you, how would things be different if Jesus came and stood right beside you and walked with you every day? Would anything have been any different Sunday morning when you got ready to go to church? What if he went with you to the workplace? Would you act differently and talk differently? Would people be astonished that Jesus was walking with you? And then high school or teenager, what if he sat with you at your desk at school? What about most pulpits? Would anything be taught differently? You see, whether we realize it or not, this is exactly what Jesus wants. 
to make himself known to others through our lives. You see, as Christians, our goal should be to introduce Jesus to others, to make Jesus known to the world. We should want everyone who, who does not know him to come to love him, to, to discover the hope there is in Christ, the joy, the power that he can bring into a person's life, just as he's done for so many Christians already. The first point is today I, I want to make is, again, we are to look like Jesus. Now, if this is ever going to happen for people to be able to see Jesus in our lives, the eye of so many people today, really, it's been really clouded by Satan and, and deceptions, trying to be politically correct, and their vision really has been polluted by the trappings of this world and the moral decay that surrounds us. So how are they ever going to see Jesus? Well, if they're going to see Jesus, they will have to see Jesus in us. And this is the reason Paul was challenging us uh, in the church back in, in the first century to reflect Jesus in our life by being transformed into his likeness. Again, we must look like Jesus. But what does it mean, really, to look like Jesus? I'm having some confidence here that all of you listening would realize that I'm not talking about growing beards and wearing certain type of clothing. Instead, it means to be like him, to, to copy and imitate him, in his character, in the nature of Christ, and certainly the attitude of Jesus. Notice here in the New American Standard, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, this is exactly what Paul again was urging the Christians in the early day to do. Verse 1, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. What a bold challenge Paul has laid at our feet. By the way, when people look at it, Jesus, what do they see? Well, there's a lot of misconceptions of Jesus, that he's an indulgent grandfather and all dogs go to heaven type idea, and I can live my life however I want. God loves me no matter what, and therefore, he would never condemn me. But really, Jesus was very generous with his time, his love, and of course, his miraculous power. They, they see one who is genuine and caring and, and compassionate, and also saw him very committed to do the will of God and to follow the scriptures to the T. Let us pause for a moment and consider what do people see when they look at us? Do they see us being generous in the, in the same ways that Jesus was? Do they see 
us being genuine about our commitments and our faith. People who also looked at Jesus saw him to be incredibly receptive. He would welcome anyone who approached him, the intelligent, the less intelligent, childlike, and the childish, those who, who had great wealth and the very poor, the dedicated and the desperate, the seeker and those who were sick physically and spiritually. He had such an open-door heart that he was called not a teacher of sinners or a changer of sinners, although he does change sinners' lives. But the scripture also says he was a friend of sinners. What better friend could a sinner really have than Jesus? I can't think of one. And so what kind of friend do sinners find in us? Again, do we look like Jesus? Do our lives, our hearts, our, our nature reflect His glory, His love, His compassion, the complete roundness of Christ? We must make Jesus known by looking like Him. And the second point I want to make today is we are to sound like Jesus. If our goal is to introduce people to Jesus, then we must begin to sound like Jesus. When people heard Jesus speak and teach, they, they were amazed. Look at the passage here in Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 36. And just prior to this scene here that we're about to read, Jesus had driven out a demon of a man who was in a synagogue. Luke chapter 4 uh, 36 and 37 says, An amazement came upon them all, and they began talking with one another, saying, What is this message? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him was spreading into every locality in the surrounding district. You see, people we're talking about Jesus. There's a modern-day translation called The Message, and, and it phrases it like this. Jesus was the talk of the town. Anytime Jesus walked into the synagogue, the market, or into someone's home, people talked. His comments, his teachings, his rebukes, his words of love had people talking. Oh, there were people who did not like to hear Jesus make no mistake about that they belonged to the rulers of the day they they were desperate in trying to maintain their control over people the, the politicians of the day see Jesus was a threat to them uh, that they were going to lose control and power and loyalty from the people and the culture of the day again there are people today who do not want to listen to what Jesus has to say when they do they question, are raised, and hearts are changed when a sincere heart is searching for the gospel message. Notice here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, the apostle writes, And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. So our task is to help 
make Jesus known by sounding like him. Here's another, uh, the Apostle Paul would write to the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 12, says, And we toil, working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. You see, our vocabulary, our very words, our conversations, our prayers, our stories must all echo Christ in his love, his compassion, and his care. Our message must be a, a testimony of hope and, and challenge others. But it should also change and encourage those who really want to know Jesus as well. Did you know there's been a, a lot of research seeking out and determining just how much patients in an operating room really understand or hear when they're fully under uh, sedition there? Are, there? are they really aware of what's being said around them? In the past, many doctors would have just assumed that patients are completely unaware, unable to hear what's going on in the operating room, but they no longer say that or think that any longer. There's been several researches done again, and one group reported that the minds of patients in the operating room were still aware of what was being said around them. One researcher's report said, the unconscious patient bears in mind when he hears things said like, he's a goner, can have a very negative effect on that person's recovery. In one study, the patients heard a tape voice during surgery say that after surgery, when they were being questioned by their doctor, they should signify that they heard the message by tugging on their ears. Later, when the doctor was visiting with them, patients tugged on their ears, although none of them seemed to really understand or know why they were doing so. A man by the name of Dr. Bennett, he's out of the University of California Medical School, he, he reports that patients on the operating table were given suggestions during surgery that one hand was becoming warmer and the other hand was becoming cooler, and the temperature actually did so. You see, like a patient on the operating table in this world who have not given their lives over to Christ, they're, they're walking around with their God-created instincts, of reflexes, morals, but they're impaired in their judgment by the spiritual drugs of this day. So much people are so worried about being politically correct. And this is the side of Jesus that we don't always talk about, it, turning over tables in the temple and, and calling the leaders of the day uh, snakes and vipers and such. Jesus was always seemed to be at odds with the political leaders over truth. And we will face that same problem today if we're looking and acting like Jesus. And that brings us to the third point. We're, we're to act like Jesus. If we're ever going to introduce people to Jesus, then we must also act like Jesus. Turn with me here to John chapter 13. We see the Lord wrapping himself up in a towel and washing feet of his disciples. This was normally done for a servant or a slave of the day, demonstrating 
again the heart and actions of a servant that Christ was and is John chapter 13 starting in verse 12 so when he had washed their feet and, and taken his garments and reclined at the table again he said to them do you know what I have done to you you call me teacher and Lord and you're right for so I am if I then the Lord and teacher washed your feet you ought to wash one another's feet for I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you truly truly I say to you a slave is no greater than his master nor is one who is sent greater than one who sent him if you know these things you are blessed if you do them the person who trusts in Jesus will do just that. He, he's going to do the great things that Christ has asked us all to do because Jesus went to the Father and sent the Spirit to make it possible for all of us to do these things and to serve and teach and, and encourage and show others who Christ really is. We're all called in to act as he did, to, to give people God's promise and to teach them about the kingdom of God, to serve people's needs and, and love people with, with our hearts and our hands. We are to bring people into God's presence, to help them find healing and to point them to God's sacrifice on the cross, to help them find the salvation that every person needs in Christ. Some years ago in an illustration book I came across this uh, since lost the book but I have it wrote down here. Some years ago I heard this story about a boy living in Paris at the end of World War II. He had been orphaned by the war crimes committed by the German forces. Now he's all alone and he had a scrounge around looking in the ruined city for the best that he could find for food and clothing and, and shelter. But nearly everyone was experiencing the same desperate times that he had found himself in. But either people found uh, ignored him or had nothing to give him. Years before he had heard some talk about God and Jesus but with the hell on earth at the, at the end of the war that had brought to his life, he had long since lost that meager faith that he once had. One cold morning he was wandering down the street, staring into a window of shops and cafes, and, and then he suddenly he stopped outside of a window of a small bakery. The smell of fresh bread made his stomach ache with pain. He was so absorbed by the smell and the sights of the bakery, he didn't realize an American soldier had come up and was watching him. The boy had hardly noticed the GI walked past him as he walked out the door. He did, however, notice a large bag that the baker was filling for the GI with rolls and breads and pastries, and the boy could hardly breathe when the soldier ex exited the shop and knelt down beside him and handed him the bag. He looked at the GI with some uh, astonishment. Finally, he asked the question that was running through his mind. 
Mister, are you Jesus? You see, to be mistaken for Jesus, what a challenging idea. To have our actions so remind others of what Jesus is all about and what Jesus would do really should be the goal of everyone claiming to be Christian. But the lesson is yours today. I, I really hope that every one of us would strive to be more like Jesus. To be the, the man and woman that Christ wants us to see others to see in us leaving our our sinful ways behind and repenting and and showing the world how faithful of a life that we can really have if we just follow Christ you can find us on the internet at biblicalquestion.com biblicalquestion.com and there you find links to, to different places that we have on the internet like LinkedIn and uh, I hope that you can enjoy this uh, podcast that it helps you and encourages you and that you'll continue to listen we're also going to have questions and answers from our listeners as we received one question from japan and we're working on the answer and uh, when we get a couple more we'll put together uh, a session of question and answers until then may god bless you